Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? You know, I've got a dollar and I'm just trying to figure out how I can best spend it. You know, they always say, well, what's a dollar worth and how you stretch your dollar or whatever. And I'm hoping I might be able to buy a sports arena with it. Is that even possible? It might be. If that doesn't work, you can come over tonight and I'll sell you a bottle of wine. True. True. There has been very <laughs> discounted wine. And thank you for that. It I just want somebody to come drink it with I know, me. but it doesn't help after you charge me a dollar for the bottle of wine that you tell me I could have got it for free because then I feel I like I overpaid. But yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I really I, I want to learn about how I buy a sports arena for a dollar. So we've got someone here that has purchased an arena for one dollar. We have Steve Fouch of Fouch Brothers, Hy-Vee Arena, many other things. Hi, Steve. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good. Um, well, first off, so we can validate it, you have purchased a sports arena for $1, am I correct? Correct. Okay. So um, for those of you that are in Kansas City, you would recognize the name Kemper Arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a big deal. What were some of the things that, that went on at Kemper Arena back in the day? Oh, back in the day, I mean, everything. That was the the arena for Kansas City. So every concert that came through town the rodeo, motocross, um, uh, the uh, final four was final, there. Oh, final four, yeah. yeah. The Did we ever have a basketball team there? Oh, or the Kansas Kings, City Kings, yeah. hockey yeah. team, yeah, there, hockey team, like soccer that. team, every sport that yeah. was in there, except the, well, the, even arena football. Every sport. The Kings was in, that Kings. are in uh, where they're Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in Kansas they used City. To play at yeah, and they left when I was probably like six. When was Kemper built? 60? 74. 74, Okay. So, and this is something. This is actually we we talk about any businesses started or at least the good ones because there's a problem that needs to be solved mm-hmm. and here in the United States we have this propensity for building amazing facilities and then we say okay let's build a new one and what do you do with the old one right you sell it for a dollar yeah so yeah so you did in fact buy what is now known as Hy-Vee Arena from one for one dollar and, and tell us about that well, and, and to cut to the chase, uh, at the grand opening, the uh, city manager liked what we'd done so much, he gave me the dollar back. Right. So I'm actually in it for zero. So my cash on cash is infinitesimal. Nice. That, that's beautiful. Can I get my <laughs> dollar back from the wine? It's sitting on my counter still. I'll probably I'll bring buy it later to get it. And don't I'll, pay I'll me back. It, the last time I paid you with 100 pounds. i tell you what. I'll bring it back and I'll put it in your Supreme Money Gun. Ooh, I have that in the studio today. So just to give you a little background, Matt has uh, a a small wine cellar. And so uh, oftentimes to induce my visit, he will let me know that wine is on special for a dollar a bottle. We've had various specials. We had like two for 10 one night. I didn't come on that. I was like, he's waiting for dollar night. Let me know. Let me know when it's buck night. So I just got back from Portugal. So I I had my fill of wine for a while. Yeah. So All right, let's focus here. Yeah. Well, we don't have to focus. <laughs> so, so how long was Kemper uh, vacant? Vacant. Um, as soon as the Sprint Center was built, uh, Kemper Arena became less and less utilized every day. More by the American Royal with some of the rodeo type stuff and a couple of small events and small um, uh, conventions and whatever. So less and less every day. It got worse and worse. So 
by the time uh, we got a hold of it, I think they had four events for the whole year and they were losing about one and one million to one and a half million in operations uh, dollars per year as well. And then the ultimate choice is going to have to be ten million dollars to tear it down to go back to an empty parking lot. Wow. That's, so that's so crazy. was it vacant? Was that like five years or ten years? Um, yeah, for like, but about, it wasn't truly vacant. No, for ten okay. for ten years, it was just running on fumes, and you had very okay. small. Uh, I mean, most of the events wouldn't even hardly pay for the gate. You you had more people working at the arena than you had spectators. To so come in. so when you talk about uh, this nearly vacant arena, and they, they were losing. Now was it the city? Did the city own it? Yeah, the city owned it. Okay, and you said they were losing a million or one point five million dollars. Like, what? Where? If you itemize, what were they losing money on? Was it upkeep of the building was it something different well, yeah everything i mean maintenance cleaning utilities staff staffing um uh, you, you name it they were they were losing it. even on a show when they would they would rent the space for a show they might even be losing money on that show because it took so much uh money to clean the building every mm-hmm. time you had a dirt event in that arena yeah and it just it just spread it everywhere you had to clean the whole arena so you, you might rent the arena for four thousand you'd spend five thousand just cleaning it so at some point in time wouldn't they have just like kind of mothballed the whole thing uh, yeah, that was where they were going, but the American Royals still had a right to use it. So oh. many events and they have a long-term lease till right. like 2035. So they had oh, to geez. keep it up. And, and for those of you not in Kansas city, the American Royal is, well, it's a, it's a massive rodeo livestock show. <laughs> it's pretty much like agriculture and farm mm-hmm. contest USA. And it's been going on. How does anyone know how long that's been in town? Cause it's been in town for a long time. Oh it? yeah. I, I wouldn't say a hundred years, but. A long time. A long and it's time. a big deal for people that are, that do that stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's a big deal to come show your pig at the American Royal. Yeah. We should get a pig. A giga pig. <laughs> yeah. A giga pig. I'd yeah. be cool with that. We had a giga pig. We, no, we ate giga pig. <laughs> we did eat the giga That pig. was, yeah. In the Philippines that, yeah. At the giga book party, we definitely ate giga pig. So yeah. he's out. He's yeah. out. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, and I mentioned earlier that this is a common issue. There's actually a lot of facilities that are similar in a similar situation to yes. what you found. And we, we will refer to it as now high V arena. Yeah. We San- now uh, the Kemper family, Sandy was in here for episode 100. So he was, and yeah, he was. that's, that's where part of where that name came from, I believe. Right. Yeah. It's from the yeah. Co- Crosby Kemper side of the right. family. Okay. Is that, is that his dad? I don't know. Or grandfather, no one of the two. But uh, Grandfather, I believe. So, all right. So, here comes Steve. Now, Steve, your background is in construction, and Fouch Brothers is a construction company. Yeah, I'm, I'm an architect, MBA, so I'm a developer um, and a construction company and property management. So, we, we get a lot of buildings for a dollar, but we're out in St. Joe and other smaller communities around Kansas City where they have a school building or a warehouse or something that we buy for a dollar, convert it into housing and bring economic vitality back to their downtown or reutilize those buildings instead of just tearing them down. So the arena is just a much bigger, different venue of repurposing than what we already do as our core company. Quote of the week. We buy a lot of buildings for a dollar. <laughs> I've wow. gotten some free. Actually, I've, I've gotten a couple buildings where they actually give me money and the building. Well, for, I mean, the point, your point about the city earlier, it was a liability to them. So like, oh, yeah. so the day that you took over Ivy, Hy-Vee arena, you had to immediately start paying property taxes and all yep. these things. Right. So they, they flipped that million dollar loss to a certain gain. Yeah. But well, yeah, right? they, the city might've, but let's, but here's the thing we haven't mentioned. Uh, you put significant amount of investment and money into repurposing the arena into what it is now. Sure. Yeah, they started out with a great return of a dollar, but yeah, they they didn't have all those negatives, those costs of, of keeping yeah. the arena there. 
And then we put $40 million into it of construction and so forth. That's all taxable revenue as well. So And revitalizing everything around it. Oh, yeah. And then bringing yeah. bringing. Yeah, but in. you guys aren't revitalizing what's around it. The revitalization is occurring because of what you yeah, did. The, the, yeah, na- yeah. the neighbors now have value in their yeah. space and now they want to do it to capture what's coming yeah. in there. We're, we're, we're estimating almost up to a million visitors per year. A lot of those are recurring, coming back sure. in every week or so forth, but it's still traffic. They're there regularly. So, so yeah, let's talk about what, what Hy-Vee Arena is now. It is yeah. now. Um, it used to be just a one basketball court or one hockey space with 18,000 It was your seats. standard arena standard that arena. had, what, fifteen to 20,000 people, yep. like basketball, like just any of that stuff, just like you would go to in any major metropolitan area. Yep. Yeah. So we took that and we analyzed what can we do to keep this thing full, keep it making money, keep people here all day long, every day. And we came up with the idea to put in a second floor up at the balcony level because to have a big tournament, that was one of the main things is Kansas City can't have big basketball tournaments here in town because we don't have any place to play them. You have two two high school gyms here and two there and whatever. And And as a parent of my kids going to all these places, I hated the venues that we always went to for youth sports, club sports, and so forth. Why? What about them did you not like? Well, either bad facilities, no place to park, no place to sit, no food and beverages, or like I said, you had two basketball games here, then you had to drive across town to to hit a, another gym somewhere over there and somewhere over here, and you just, you're just you just flying all over the place. It's not like you're doing a soccer tournament where there's 20 fields, right? I mean, yeah. And you it, can't do that with basketball and these other things. Right. And, and even, well, even well, soccer. Most of those organizations don't have, I mean, they've got a couple courts or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so when I start getting mad because the venue is bad, then I start getting pissed at my son and then he starts getting mad. And then we, we all start, uh, you know, making the situation worse for the players and the coaches and the kids. The next thing you know, we have a, a bad issue going on out there. <laughs> selfie break, selfie break. You all know, right. if you want to see our, the selfie stick pictures that we take here in the studio, you can check them out on Instagram at, at startup hustle podcast. So you, you put in this uh, uh, balcony, and well, it's a what, it's a floating it's a, floor. It's a whole floor. Yeah. yeah. So what what did you build up sure. there? So um, the the lower floor, the existing bowl that was already there, you get rid of all that retractable seating that brought it down into one court. That bigger bowl down down below is now four basketball courts. Okay. That's our college and NBA size courts. So then halfway up the building at the balcony level, we put in a whole brand new floor, clear across it, open span. So it's a $6 million floor that goes all the way down through columns, all the way down to bedrock. And now we have eight basketball courts up on that level. Okay. So between the two, we have 12 courts, which brings in very big regional tournaments and national tournaments. Now we have, we have every, you know, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, every tournament now is now coming to us to play basketball. Are there even other places in the region to do that? Uh, not really, not 12 Limited. courts, yeah. 12 I mean, courts. I never heard of a place yeah. that had that many basketball courts. There, there, I mean, it da- takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dallas and Atlanta and, you know, some of the bigger cities have them, but we have 12 courts in one building with stadium yeah. seating with seven restaurants, with free parking, with this and that, that, Very that cool. others don't have, you know, we have an escape house, you know, we have lots of different things for you to do in between your games. So you can mm-hmm. relax and leave the kids alone and go, you know, decompress somewhere else. And we have including beer. a great Filipino restaurant across the street. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, but but let's get into that because all right. So now you have to picture yourself at your local venue and you have the concourse, like yep. where they're normally snack bars and I don't know whatever. And you've repurposed those as well because you don't you have like seventy thousand square feet of office or retail or something. There's all kinds of businesses down there. Correct. Yeah, we we got rid of all of the storage space and the extra mechanical and all the crap that they needed just to have an arena. Yeah. Uh, and and we repurposed that into office space. All of the suites became retail space. So the suites are now glass on the concourse side and glass down into the lower bowl. So they're all uh, retail and food and vending. 
And instead of just having, you know, chicken fingers and the, the typical vending crap, we brought in seven different restaurants. So you can have barbecue or pizza nice. or longboards or coffee or coffee vegan. Stand, yeah. So there's something for everybody. We wanted to try and stay healthy, but at the end of the day, I got to pay the mortgage. So we, you know, we still have a couple fried foods in there and whatever. Uh, but we wanted to give people a choice and we brought in local companies cause we want to be local as well. And then we have a full service bar as well. So we're one of the few places that has beer it has a bar. Wow. Has a bar. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like the suite from the sprint center, except for now that's repurposed into an office and yeah. where we normally would watch the show, there's a glass window and like rather than maybe, well, in some cases you may actually be looking outside. And in some cases you may actually be looking at one of the floors or levels where whatever basketball. it is that's going on. Yeah. And that could be, you know, and then there's, so some people have offices there. There are like, um, you have some medical people, like there's like physical therapists, St. Luke's. Th things that often like a lot of them are related to sports or, mm -hmm. or I'd say personal care. Uh, there's some, some, uh, companies that have products like, I don't know, lotions and oils. And yeah. So, oils. so you have all these, uh, basketball courts. So obviously there's gotta be a lot of basketball that's going on all the time, but what other kind of activities? Well, I mean, when we say courts, I mean, that gives people a perspective of how big it is. Yeah. So the basketball yeah. court, each, each basketball court can also be volleyball, pickleball, uh, futsal, futsal wrestling right. mats, dance and cheer, cheerleading. Wow. Uh, One day I was down there, the, was it the big 12 that was like, they were doing like a merch, almost like a merch show or something yeah. like that. So imagine like, you know, like you would go to a convention center and there was vendors with tables oh, yeah. out and a bunch of people for like Comic-Con. Yeah, sure, pretty much. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So we can, we can cover the floor and then we can seat, uh, 2000 people at round tables on the lower bowl alone. Wow. So you can have a big convention. So this, this is where we're going to do full our, scale party. This, there, no, huh? this is where we're going to do our live podcast oh, when we cool. go, when we're up to the arena. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we also have concerts coming in this yeah. summer as well. We're going to put a stage in there and cover the floor sound systems coming in and just start having smaller concerts, regional people, you know, that can't afford sprint. I mean, you can't afford an 18,000 seat venue. For so how big is the lower bowl then? Uh, lower bowl, we can do 3,500 in the seats plus floor seating. So okay. we could do concerts for 5,000, you, you get more people on That's a, a on a GA people. floor a than you do on in seats. So if you, I don't know how big that is, but that's still probably what eight or 9,000 people total. Yeah. In that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that does that's that make, a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that does that make high V arena like the, third fourth fifth largest venue for a concert in town it makes it only behind arrowhead and sprint arrowhead oh. sprint and uh bartle hall i guess i wouldn't call arrowhead a, i mean i nah, know they a, do like one place. concert a year yeah. yeah you know or whatever like yeah. uh, uh, things that are on the uh, that are done regularly the sprint center is the biggest now let's talk about that for a second because you actually had to like in order to pull this off you had to do a, some kind of are, don't you have a non-compete or something that yeah the part we skipped over after you buy it for a buck well there's there's five years of politics to show how we were going to do this for something that had never been done before. It took so, you five years to complete the sale? Five years of politics with City Hall to show and prove and market study and engineering study oh, to geez. show how this could happen. Wow. So it almost bankrupted my company trying to get them to believe that something could be done that had never been done before. And, you know, we're in Missouri. It's the show me state. They didn't believe me until we could do it. So it took that long to do it. Five years of politics and then one year of construction to get it built. So wow. Do you need to borrow a dollar? Uh, Watson's yeah. got one on it. Right. Watson yeah. has one at his house that yeah. I recently dropped off. That, sure, unfortunately, right that was all of my liquidity. So, <laughs> I mean, mainly because I spent the other 19 on tacos on the ride home, but I'm making a comeback. So, okay. Um, so some of the challenges, obviously, wow, I didn't realize it took five years. God, think about that. You know, it, why, why should that be so difficult? Well, I mean, uh, you know, they, they wanted to tear down the building. 
so they could have more space for the American Royal Barbecue to have that that parking lot be a much bigger space. And, you know, that that's a real concern. I mean, the American Royal is a great thing with a lot of great people involved, and we wanted to help them all out. But I'm sitting here going, this is an iconic building built by Helmut Jahn, which is one of the world-renowned architects, at least in my world he is. And, you know, it's iconic to I'm the I'm a city. big Helmut Jahn fan. Are you? You're good. Yeah. You should be. And, um, and then $10 million of taxpayer money to tear it down just to have a one-weekend barbecue event. So that didn't make sense to me. No. I mean, I, you know, I repurpose buildings. I, I save every nickel and penny possible to do this stuff. And, you know, so Helmet Yon building, don't tear it down. Kids need a better venue for this stuff. We, we need to try and help these kids and their fitness and their, their mental and their psychology and the parents. You know, these kids are all future taxpayers and future parents. And sports is really just, you're just playing life games, just like Monopoly. Monopoly is just real estate development, but it's a game. So sports is teaching kids life lessons and making them better people and better parents. So if that's one more way we can start helping the whole demographic of Kansas City, this arena is one of those ways. It's a, at, at the uh, Hy-Vee Arena, is there also like a gym and fitness center yeah, and there's stuff a, like that? Yeah, too? gym. So it's all under one roof. So, I mean, you have the gym and fitness center. You have St. Luke's for medical stuff. You have all the food and nutrition. You got almost every sport possible. You can play there. Um, so there's really no excuse. You should be able to do anything fitness-wise or health and nutrition or sports or competitive uh, so we have Midwest Adaptive Sports, which are uh, the guys in wheelchairs. They do special Olympic type stuff. I've been down there when they've been doing that. It's cool to watch. Yeah, uh, wheelchair and those basketball. guys don't mess around, man. No, they're tough. Yeah. I mean, wheelchair basketball, wheelchair rugby. Yeah. There's no Whoa. way I'm getting doing? on the floor for wheelchair rugby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you got them there, or you have FCA Future or, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You know, if you're faith based and you just didn't think you could do it, well, you can do it there. So you can walk into you all had a these bit, really big cheerleading competition down there. Huge. Yeah, I mean there was like. What is it, like six or six thousands? Four, four thousand. The, the problem is, and we didn't think about this, but putting 14-year-old wrestlers on the top floor with 14-year-old cheerleaders <laughs> on the bottom floor, that was not a good name. So I, I, <laughs> I apologize to all the parents I, that I were saw, listening. I saw Steve. He actually, the big 12 tournament was shortly after that, and he came up to the full-scale suite at the Sprint Center, and he, and I was like, what's up? And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning as we go. I was like, what's up? And it, you described a a, uh, a little bit. It sounded like a lo- much larger scale version of Lord of the Flies, on one th- <laughs> and you know, and then it came and it went, and that's some of the things. Hey, we I talked bet those about. wrestlers loved it. Maybe. Uh, well, no. In, in, remember, in a wrestling bracket, you have eight wrestlers. Only one of them wins and seven yeah. lose. And they like to punch walls and break things when they oh, lose. Yeah. So that wasn't that, so that great. part's not so good. So well, it, they pro- they projected we were going to have eight thousand people there. Well, twelve thousand show up, and we didn't have the parking ready. So oh. my landscaping was parked on. We were yep. parking for blocks away. Mm. So it was a great event. We made some money, but we spent most of the money fixing the landscaping, oh. reimbursing some money repairing damages, unclogging toilets that got toilet paper shoved down because people were pissed or whatever. So it, Boy. and we live and learn. So I'm apologizing to everybody that was there that didn't like that weekend. I mean, we didn't pre-cool the building enough. I mean, this is huge concrete and steel. So you have to pre-cool the building expecting all those people to show up because mm. the mechanical systems can't keep up. So we had to blow the hatches on the roof and we were venting out hot air and we oh, were bringing man. in cool Sounds air. Sounds like spaceship stuff there. Wow. Blow the hatches. We're venting. <laughs> we're venting so, oxygen, Matt. So you got all this great space that can do all these different types of sports and events. So is this place booked up for like months on end then for all um, these different events? You know, nights and weekends we're doing pretty well because we have these big tournaments. Uh, summertime is a little slow because everybody's on vacation and you got quiet times yeah. for, per, per high school regulations and stuff. 
so yeah, we, we have a, a lot of uh, our weekends are all booked. They take the whole facility, both floors, three days and so forth. Those are great. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still only eight months into this and nobody knew about us to begin with. Mm-hmm. Nobody believed in us. I spent all my money on um, construction instead of marketing. We didn't have technology and websites up where they needed to be. You know, it was sort of walk before you can run, but you forgot that you've got to market stuff like this yeah. three or four yeah. years in advance because they're right. booking their facilities yeah. that far in advance. Well, we, we've had this discussion because, you know, Steve and Steve, I've gotten to know you. Um, and we we actually have some fun announcements uh, probably in about a month with some of our other guests and Steve involved. Um, but I've got it, had the pleasure of getting to know you and you, you're aware uh, that I have some history with music and live events and stuff like that. So we've had some interesting conversations, you know, like ahead of the, what should I expect uh, if we do a concert? Chaos, <laughs> chaos and, and, and insanity. Cause you, you say with live events, you just don't know. Yeah. Like when you expect 4,000 people and then 8,000 people show up. And, you know, I think about one time and, you know, the band fish um, who's, been around forever but in 1994 they were still relatively new-ish and i went all the way up to vermont to go to a concert and i got there and there were supposed to be 15,000 people there and 40,000 people showed up wow and it was an outdoor venue it was actually a ski area so they had the stage at the bottom of a ski area now here's the thing is anybody that's been to a ski area knows those roads are if you have that many people going up there, they, you can't have them going both ways. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 40,000 people show up and 15,000 people had tickets. They literally just let everybody in. Yeah. They just said, fuck it. They took down the, the the fence and they just let everybody in. So there was now a 40,000 yeah. person show. And, you know, it's like because you don't really even have a choice. And some of the things that and it's tough to plan for that, because if you plan on the opposite end of it, you might you might lose your shirt. Having mm-hmm. too many staff, we saw this go on at the Royals game on Big Slick night. Mm-hmm. So for Big Slick, <laughs> oh my God, they brought our food two hours late to mm-hmm. the suite. Um, it was Buck night, mm-hmm. so hot dogs were a dollar. It was just like nobody planned for any of this. I was like, guys, this is like a big deal. Like, have some people here for that. But and then they also weren't ready because the gates opened at four thirty. So they had like the skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. People were upset. They weren't getting in. It was a charity softball game at five. That only it's only forty five minutes long. Yeah. You don't want to miss half of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be considered when it comes to some of that stuff. And then there's just and then there's a lot of unknowns because when you deal with rock stars, athletes, and people like that, they, they much like Matt Watson here on the podcast, you know, ever since we've gone top 100, Watson's out of control. He wants a tour bus. <laughs> yeah. A does Heidi Arena have a good place to park a tour bus? See, he's, uh, I'll yeah. give you your own private space. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it's out. El- we're eligible to do a performance yeah. there. Yeah. How do you keep get that thing gassed up? Do you have a green way? room too? <laughs> yeah, I'll paint it green for you. Okay. Literally green. We're good. With <laughs> yeah. green M&Ms? Sure. Okay. We're good. It, this is just going to get worse. Wine. He's going to want people wearing green. They're oh. going to be need to be painted green. Why do you need a green seahorse again? I, you know, how do you? How it's do, magical. How are we going to travel? It's how are we going to tour with that seahorse? Like anyway, it's low maintenance. Carefully. Yeah, I'll tell you well, what. C- come on down this weekend for Boulevardy if you want to see chaos. Because mm. now we have forty five thousand people out in our the parking lot outside of us. So we're part of. We're not really in Boulevardia. We're next to Boulevardia. So we have people coming in and out of the arena as well. So we'll we'll see what an outdoor venue looks like because we're going to keep doing outdoor concerts there as well. As oh. in addition to indoor, we can have big festivals outside. Sure. Now. So when you say outdoor, like is there is it is it just a parking lot or is there like a 
stage or um, seating there? Well, there, there's a bowl around the outside of the arena that oh. we're, we're now elevated and we're up. So we can have small concerts up on our stages outside the building, but then the, the parking lots outside will hold 45,000 people standing. So we can put the stages in any different configurations. If, outside. If you do a festival, like if you go to like Vans Warp Tour or yeah. something, they typically have like five or six stages just yeah. all yeah. around. And like yep. you get a lot of people and maybe, maybe there's, I mean, some of these stages you'll go, there'll be 30 people in front of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a high local high school band that is just excited to actually be on the ticket. And then you'll yeah. have your main act inside. That's actually, I didn't even consider that. That's good. Yeah. So this but, weekend. But if it rains. Yeah, they're coming inside, or something else. It gets kind of nutty. Well, we we have we have uh, cheap beer, less expensive beer. Put it that way. We have less expensive beer inside. Then we have a lot of food vendors inside as well. And then if it rains, or during the breaks of Boulevardia bands, we have bands inside the arena as well playing. So you can take a break, or if you don't like that band, you can come in, play some pickleball, and get something to eat, or go up on our elevated platform and watch the concert from up higher. So throughout this whole process, obviously it took five years to get this set up, but directly related to the venue itself, building it, opening it, any of that, what's, what are a couple things that were huge or issues or whatever that you look back at now and you're like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I didn't expect five years of politics to get this through. It seemed like a pretty obvious solution for me, but I didn't expect that. And I don't play in the political world that much. Uh, And were you spending a lot of money? like trying to do all this and like, okay, one more month we'll be there. And then we can do all this. Like, so you're like bleeding a lot of money. Just keep trying to. Yeah. I, I almost bankrupted my company. I was borrowing money from my kid's college fund without telling them uh, one more month. They want another market study. They want some engineering studies. Pre- Did we just tell them that you were doing that now? Yeah, they're okay. They're in college okay. now. They're okay. I, I think so. Um, so yeah, it, it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going and getting worse and worse. And uh, just unbelievable what what questions I was being asked and so forth. I know they're doing their job, but sometimes you just, you know, what, what's the downside? Right. Just, just let this guy try it. And if, if he fails, then we still have to rip it down. There's, there's no uh, issue with them. But an earlier question you had was other venues. Yeah, there, there's a hundred other arenas in the United States that are in the same situation that, that Kemper was in. And I'm starting to work with a couple of them as in it's a different size venue. It's in a different city. It's got different situations right. around it. So can we help consult? Cause the, the, the mistakes we made, I would imagine that could probably be a decent source of revenue and income oh, just yeah. for, yeah. Cause who else? Okay. If you're hiring an expert, like I know a guy that's a expert witness and like, so, you know, an Uber driver here killed someone, right? Like okay. a few years ago and they were, he, the dude was just on, they ended up settling it out, but he was, he actually sent me a message a couple of weeks ago. He's like, I think I'm going to be in Kansas city because <laughs> he's a security guy and like all different kinds of stuff. But when you're, when you are one of only a couple people that are truly an expert and mm-hmm. I, how many has this, has anybody else done this? Like, did you have a model you were following? No, I mean, I mean, there, there's other sports venues around the world, obviously there's right. lots of them. But not an existing arena that's historic that you're putting sure. in multi-level that you're doing, you know, without yeah. taxpayer assistance. There, no, there aren't any. So now I've got other arenas coming to me. So my consulting fee is way less than the amount of money I lost making oh, mistakes, sure. yeah. estimating yeah, what yeah. to do. So there, there's a hundred arenas in America. Uh, some a group from Canada flew down, and they said there's four hundred arenas in Canada wow. that in the next ten years have to do something like this. And you know, some might come down, some might uh, uh, be repurposed like this. Um, you know, key arena was just redone as well. They spent in Seattle. Yeah. in Seattle, yeah. They're, they're like 150 million or something yeah. to redo that into another hockey arena. And it's no different than it was before. And they didn't use historic tax credits. And I don't know who's paying for that, but we did ours for 40 and historic credits and my equity was the other half of it. So, so when you, when you 
had to invest this 40, did you have to go raise that capital yeah. from like investors or like, like more of a bank or how? how well, you, you, we, the whole capital stack was historic tax credits, state and federal is vital. If we would not have had those, we would not have done this project. Explain that a little more. So like, well, you, now, yeah, if you have a historic building, there's a, a federal program that will give you tax credits that you can sell to a syndicator, sell to a large company that they can take off their taxable income. So we get investors in, we get equity that way. So the Fed gives us credits, the state gives us credits, we get uh, that equity in, then my capital stack, and then a bank loan. I had to put all that together. So yeah, we had to go bank to bank to bank. I had to rob my kids' piggy banks. You know, we had to put all that together. It took a long time to put that together. That doesn't sound like fun. That's a, no. Was it fun in the end? It, it's what Does we, it feel like it's worth it? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what we do as developers yeah. is we have to go get all these sources of funds to put together and do the construction. But and that sounds the same. I mean, the uh, startup founders, I mean, this yeah. is just a different type of startup. I mean, that's all common. Right. Stuff, no, nobody yeah. just handed me a check and said, here, good luck to you. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I'm guaranteeing almost everything in this thing. So, but it's, it's what we do. So I, I, I hope eventually down the road, it will pay off well once we get filled up yeah. and validate everything. And we've, we've already had investors literally come in this week that said, Hey, you're, you're making it now. We want to be part of it's it. It's an amazing dude. It's really like, go check it out. Like if you're here in Kansas city, you, you, if you haven't been down there, you need to go. Like, it's not the same. It's, it's impressive. It's cool. And you will walk in there. And so um, I really want to go. I've never been. Yeah. Well, let's go check it out. Let's go down soon. You, and you look go. like a good pickleball player. You know, I've never played and I really <laughs> want to go. Okay. And I also want to go back and eat at that Filipino restaurant because it's really good. Yeah, but, it, is. it is. By the way, so I I actually have really good news, Matt. Um, really? Yeah. It's Well, we're, we're so, we are so far into the podcast and it's taken a while, but your first royalty for being my co-host has arrived. Oh. And it's cash. Oh. <laughs> so for those of you, wow. you are and if you're watching on video, you can see it. And I'll post this on Instagram. Watson is finally getting paid. You are getting one thousand Supreme dollars. Oh, and those have to be worth more than normal dollars. They are because they're marked because they yeah. say Supreme on it. So, you know, I'm gonna give you that and you want to turn it around. I need to see the, the Supreme logo. Oh, now. it's on the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah there so you go. congratulations. The check. It's I a told historic you, moment. Yeah. Yeah. You I can't believe that. Yeah. And that is good for no bottles of wine at my house. Can I shoot it out of the Supreme Money Gun too? No, because that isn't fun on a podcast. Well, it's kind of like when video, we wanted a we light show or dancers. Well, yeah. Well, do you want more? Because I have the money. Gun. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and it's like not working. It's got too much money in it, man. Well, we'll have to bring real dollars to put in there. That's what it sounds like when your money gun doesn't work, people. Anyway. Yeah. So, Matt, I hope you spend that wisely. Okay, yeah. Um, you can actually buy 1,000 arenas with that. Yeah, I was going to say, do you take this at Hy-Vee Arena? Uh, they do now. Uh, no. It's good for, uh, sure, it's good for, for his first visit. Yeah, for, yeah, for him, he's good. We'll, we'll mm, sign him up. I think so. Man. At least one game of pickleball? Sure. I'll, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll French you that one. Oh, God. That's what I'm we should do. Now. We need to go down and uh, record a podcast at Hy-Vee. Yeah. And just kind of see what's going on. Well, like you said, if everybody wants to come down and try it, I'll let you in first time and try it. Because once we get people in the door, they don't leave. Yeah. It's just getting them down there, getting them in the door. They just have to remember where it is and that we are different. than. So let's talk there. about that for a second. If you're in Kansas City, you guys are located at 1800 Genesee. Yep. And that is technically known as the West Bottoms. We're in the Stockyard District of the West Bottoms, if Bill Hall is listening. Cause the Stockyard District. Yeah. That's, where, that's where all the cattle and beef were processed 
you know, a hundred years ago, you had millions of cattle walk through there and not walk out. Yeah. And you guys are at High V Arena. That's H Y V E E Arena on Instagram. Yep. Um, we are now following you. If you guys want to see who we're following on Instagram, we are at Startup Hustle Podcast. Um, so if you want to check that out or some of the other interesting people we follow as well, we're going to post a bunch of pictures cause I have a bunch. So also come check it out. Uh, sh- see the arena, see the inside, see Matt Watson's newfound riches. Yeah. Thousands, um, I mean, there's a lot of, dollars. a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you're rich. Can I borrow a thousand Supreme dollars? No. Can you break that? Yeah. Here. What if you need yeah. change? Dude. Oh. Here you go. Oh, oh what is I this? give you half. That's not half. That's the, a third. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to post this picture because this is Matt Watson's. When you are business partners with Watson, this very well represents <laughs> his version of half. So, yeah. Thanks, Matt. That's awesome. It's like a third. You get a third. It's not even a third, dude. It's like 15%. God. I'll tape it back together for Is this you. how dividends are going to work yeah, on the yeah, podcast? Yeah. yeah. What the, why, do I, why do I do this? Yeah. Don't make me read Baby Loves Coding again. I'll share some of my green M&Ms with you. Dude, you need, you probably, oh, I get it. So the portion you gave me <laughs> is what's left after the larger part of it was used to pay for the gas on your tour bus. Yes, and the M&Ms. Okay, so once again, you're also <laughs> high, com. Yeah. And, you know, you guys do a lot of different stuff there. Uh, check it out. There's, uh, man, all kinds of stuff going on. Play sports. Go hang out. Yeah, you can just come down six bucks to get in. You can play all day long. You can go play uh, volleyball or basketball, go run on the track, work out. It's just an entry fee, a one-time entry fee, or or just a membership. Yeah, we can kind of close out with that, too, because you can be a member there. How yep. much is that? Uh, it's $6 just for the day to come down and play, or it's 30 bucks for the month and unlimited time to come in and play. And if you come down like at, at noontime and b- pick up basketball, you know there might be 100 and 150 guys there. Uh, some that are former college players, a couple uh, former NBA players come down and just play pick up noontime basketball with us or late night. Uh, I think after nine thirty. after, I mean, KC crew is there, KC crew headquarters yeah. there. And uh, they do a lot of events there too. And then once they start tailing down around nine or nine thirty, then all the pickup basketball players come in again at night for, uh, you know, night hoops or, or different programs. And if you're in Kansas city and your business is looking for an alternate location to have an office at. Office. Ready for that, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. It's interesting. It's different. Office um, or co-working or. Yeah. 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 And uh, really, if you have, I mean, it, I, I'll give a recommendation. If you uh, have a sports or something related to like any type of physical anything, mm-hmm. that's a really good man, spot. For shot it. tracker out to move their office there, huh? Yeah, Maybe. Dude, well, maybe. all of the courts are wired with shot tracker and play site. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Davion just already had a headquarters built out right before we announced yeah. this one. But, yeah, we that would have been the like perfect place in the world for yeah. him to have a headquarters. You know, mm-hmm. well, maybe we can fix our Papa shot problem. When we were at Dave and Buster's, oh, we needed shot tracker. We yeah. needed something, maybe <laughs> yeah. just someone to take the shots for us. Yes. God, we were bad. It was like, yeah, we were really bad. I got a guy who can help you. Come on down. We have a guy that can help you with something. With my jump shot? With whatever you've got. We've got a guy can, that can help you. Do you have a guy that can help me with my old age? Because I think that's a lot of the problem. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. We can color your hair too. <laughs> that's how you're going to fix my my age problem and my jump with some Grecian formula, some, <laughs> some uh, dyeing the hair up. Well, Steve, thank you for coming down. Um, and once again, go check out the arena. Uh, thanks for what you've done for our city. I think that it's really important. Um, I think it's cool. There's a big initiative right now to when around downtown and everything else. Uh, I mean, I just think it's so cool. Like Kansas city is freaking cool. I mean, I think this project, no, 
definitely had to move the needle on like tourism yeah. in Kansas City, right? Like I think it hurt. has well, to. And sports and, you know, basketball. Yeah, if we want to have an NBA team, you have to support the kids who are going to support the pros. Yeah. So uh, we have to start, start working them back into the mix. But uh, It's a big deal for the we're, city. Yeah, we're trying to make the city more healthy, more integrated. Uh, more fitness options, uh, you know, other event places and, and bringing in a lot more money, economic development to the West Bottoms and more people coming yeah. to tour. Kansas They're building City. all sorts of stuff. Right they really now. are. Oh, right. Like right to like right across the street. Are those condos or apartments? That no, are that, that's uh, 230 apartments. Brand yeah. new Flaherty and Collins are putting those up. So if, if right. there's brand new apartments going in right across the street from us, there's momentum in that yeah. area. And, and there's restaurants and some other things down there. Bars. Yep. We're going to take our peg to the fair. Yeah. I Man. I'm going to eat them first. Well, you know what? Now, <laughs> dude, that doesn't help. That's not the judges. That's not seen as favorable. Like, does this pig have all three of it with all four legs? And he's only got three because the owner ate one. I smoked one of his butts. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got to talk this through, man. If we're going to pork butts tasty. What is your, by the way, what is your neighborhood's policy on livestock? It's not I, good. It's, no, it's not, not good. No, no. I was going to drop no. some stuff off later. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Make it down to the arena. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.